Hello everyone, how's everyone doing today? I'll be very honest with you, uh, this is my favourite episode to record so far. Uh, I had an amazing guest on, uh, sometimes people just resonate with you and you just you just sort of click and you have a good conversation. I think this was one of those times. I'm joined by Mr. Dieter Kalt, who is an honest-to-God Olympian, former pro ice hockey player, has been a public figure for about three decades. He was a champion in three different countries. He became a coach, mentor, and manager, and he's the father of four kids. Now, if that isn't an impressive resume, I don't know what is. Uh, and he also joins the podcasting world with his new podcast, 74 Wants More, available on all major podcasting platforms. You should definitely check it out. It's great stuff. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my favourite podcast to date with Mr. Dieter Kalt. Hello, Dieter. Welcome very much. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. It's a pleasure. That's brilliant. Uh, as as mentioned, actually, I didn't mention to anyone yet, uh, we actually met through the London Real Academy course. Well, That's we're right. learning a little bit about podcasting. Uh, how is it going for you, Dieter? I really enjoy it. Um, it's, uh, it's a kick in the butt, uh, so to speak, to take action. And I really like that. That's, that's something I really needed. Uh, I'm really busy in the normal life, family life, and uh, trying to sort things out. So this comes, comes on top of it. So that means uh, long hours at night, less sleep, but that's, that's fine. You know, you, you, you want to reach something, you got to work for it. So that's, that's great. And I've been meeting really interesting great people like yourself uh, so far it's, it's it's really interesting how this whole community thing um, started right away and working the support from everybody is incredible and i also think that you know brian rose and his team are doing a really good job yeah they definitely are i've been extremely surprised by the amount of support that uh we're all giving one another on this journey because some people surprisingly difficult to start a podcast uh, and speak to people online you know it's it's not an easy thing to do <laughs> no not, not at all you know it's 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 easy to judge from the outside all the time what other people are doing but the ones here in their shoes it's a, it's a whole different animal yeah it, it definitely is because you know i like to listen to the classic podcasts like tim ferris or joe rogan stuff like that and and you listen to it and you think to yourself uh, he's just having a conversation and he's raking in some money. That's, that must be great. And then you get on the microphone and you just uh, freeze. It's different. Well, you know, it's, it's not everybody's, you know, it's, it's not for everybody to talk uh, uh, as fluently, you know, like, like they do about every topic. And that's, that's the next thing, you know, you got to know what you're talking about you know? <laughs> sometimes too. It's not just about moving your, moving your lips, you know? So I'm, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful to have this experience. And, and it's, it, for me, it's not only about podcasting. It's, it's about everything, you know, the whole process, how it's built up, how you, how you're supposed to prepare, um, how to be, how to start an interview, how to introduce yourself, how to, how, how to, how to, how to, you know, it, it's so many different aspects. And, uh, and most of it, you know, you learn so much about yourself too, uh, what you really want. And, and, and at the end of the day, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't really matter how it turns out. If I ever going to be a great podcaster myself, um, at least, you know, I know, is this something that uh, um, I'm really passionate about? Can I be really good at it? 
because at the end of the day, you know, if you want to be successful with, with, with anything, you know, obviously you need the passion, but you need to know what you're doing. And, and you, only if you're really good at it, you're going to be successful. That's very true. I, I couldn't agree more. So maybe could you introduce a little bit about your own podcast and how, how you came how you came podcasting as a medium? Because, you know, there are all kinds of different ways to, uh, you know, make your voice heard in the world and the way to approach people. Podcasting is a is a relatively new medium. What made you what made you choose podcasting over, over other other ways of expressing yourself? Well, first of all, for me, that the podcasting is uh, relatively new. Um, myself, especially in the area where I live in the south of Austria or Austria, Austria in general. I don't think podcasting is as big as it might be in the UK or definitely not as big as it is uh, um, in the United States or in the English speaking world. Um, so for me to be um, to explore new stuff, to be up to date, um, you have to know what's what's going on out out there in the world. You know, it just you have to develop and uh, and 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 also in the business way. If you know want to if you want to be successful, you have to know what's going on and where the next generation of of, of kids uh, how they grew up with the new media, with the internet, with the social media, and all with with that kind of stuff. So I wanted to explore that first of all, and second of all, from the profession um, I I uh, have been in the last couple of years. It's you know I, I was like a teacher, a coach. Um, a sport director, so I was responsible for people. I had to get my message across um, in a quite narrow field um, of ice hockey in that kind of world. But you know, um, uh, trying to develop my business, um, I want to find a may, uh, find a way to reach more people. And with the podcasting, with the with the with the video, um, with the, and that's how I came up with you know uh, following London Real, for example, and many other guys who are doing a great job and having those really interesting people in front of a camera and the microphones that expanded my horizon and the way I think and approach uh, stuff, and comparing that to the mindset and the thinking I I was uh, you know I was familiar with from the sports world, it really helped me a lot to get to know myself and to be better at what I'm doing. So um, the podcasting for me is a way to reach a bigger audience with all the wisdom you know, that I acquired in the last 20, 30, 40 years from my personal knowledge. Um, and, and that and, and meaning by that is um, I know that I know nothing. You know what I mean? Um, I know so much and by knowing that I, I realize I know nothing. There is so much out there. And for me, that's a way to get to know myself better and to, to grow as a person in whatever I want to do, to be a better father, um, to be a better coach, a better mentor for kids. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to skate or um, young professionals that I try to learn the ropes, you know, if they want to make build their own career or even managing a professional sports team where at the end of the day, everything is decided between people. You know, if, if you hit a certain, a certain level, there's a certain entry level for every level that you're playing in sports. You know, you have to be good at this, 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 this in order to have a chance to reach that level. But then staying on that level, that's the entry point. But staying on that level means you got to add something special. And at the end of the day, if you want to be successful, everything is decided on a human level. And that's what a lot of people don't care for or, you know, talk about the business and producing and, and forget about talking about human beings actually. And the higher you go up uh, in the chain and the big fish in the, in the business, they understand this and organizations that are um, uh, successful or um, reach a higher percentage of being potentially successful. 
they have this kind of mindset, the culture um, in their organizations. That was what I'm interested about. And that's why I want to talk to people in my podcast who um, had those kind of experiences on the way to their personal top, um, personally and, and professionally. And, you know, to teach me, you know, it's, it's, quite it's quite egoistic, to be honest, you know. But I know um, my approach is that from a father, you know. I want to have my kids, you know, to grow up in an environment where they can find their own talents and, and, and get that kind of passion that drove me all my life. You know, we have to think about back um, going to school. That was like 12 years in school. And um, we're like, okay, at the end, 18... 18, 19, you come out of school and I did not know, if I didn't have sports, I, I wouldn't have known what I'm, what am I good at? What am I really interested in? And that was, you know, that's a really sad thought for me. You know, you should be coming out of school and really fired up. Okay, now what's the next step? I know exactly where I want to go. I'm interested in this. I'm really good at that. And that somebody has been helping you in a way, you know, yeah. you really, and we always talk about, are you, you're not good in that. So you really have to work on your weakness just, just to reach average. You know, oh, average is good because then, you know, nobody can see anything. I, I'm fine. I'm average. You know, yeah. what the hell does that mean? That means, you know, <laughs> but you might be great in something else. Oh, I don't have to practice that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm already good in, in, in math. I don't have to practice. I had a conversation with my almost nine-year-old daughter the other day. She's, she happens to be really talented with numbers cool. for some reason. I don't know where she's got that from, from her mom probably. But Anyway, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, work on that. You know, you know, it, it's fun for you to do. You really like that. And yeah, I don't have to do it, you know, because I'm really, I'm, I'm already good at that. You know, I'm like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> but you can be really good at something. And I try, I'm trying to uh, create that culture of failure, you know, that I was not growing up in, but where my mindset is uh, at right now. And that should be like that for everybody. I know I'm, I'm I'm a little a little missing I'm I'm a little missing the the, the initial no 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 uh, question but that's, yeah yeah that's absolutely fine you see one thing that really struck me what you said this culture of failure could you sort of expand what you mean by that that really struck my um you know the everybody is so afraid of of uh, screwing up um where really screwing up is the only chance of learning. Really, you know, if you, if you only succeed, you know, all the time in what you're doing, I think it's a great feeling. It's fun, you know, <laughs> succeeding is fun. But, but um, you forget about what it takes to get there, to be able to succeed. And that means falling down and getting up. That's how, how kids uh, learn how to walk or how, learn how to run. They fall all the time and they stand up and they try better next time, better next time, better next time. And nobody's telling them, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're not supposed to fall down, you know, and stay down, you know, that, but that's kind of yeah. what, is, what is taught everywhere, you know. Oh, I'm, I, 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 I feel really bad because I, I, it didn't make it work the first time. But if you, if you grow up like I grew up in this kind of team sport where you need the support, you cannot be successful alone. And uh, you're helping others and they help you. At the end, you reach the only chance to reach the ultimate goal is by accept, accepting that somebody else might not be as good as you. So you need to help him in a certain way to reach, to be able for yourself to be successful. So if you, if you experience so many failures, you know, on that, on that road during a simple um, uh, hockey season, for example, you know, you start, in, you start working together in May already the preparation for the season that starts in September. 
It's every day, it's work, 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 work. It's building, it's the grind, it's the, it's the hard part nobody sees. But then you start the season and you have highlights three times a week with the games. But it's all decided in April. So you have those highlights during the week. You know, you win, you lose, you win, you lose. And it's all the process of taking the next step, taking the next step towards that ultimate goal that might be here. At the beginning of the season, this ultimate goal seems so far away and, and unreachable. But with all the necessary steps in between, you know, you get closer, you get closer, you get closer, and you build something together. So by failure, you get better and better. You know where to adjust as a coach, for example, or as, a, as, a, uh, as an athlete, just for yourself. I need to, you know, I need to be stronger here. My, my, you know, I have problems with my groins. I have to work on that. You know, um, uh, I have to deal with uh, the coach being an idiot. You know, I, you know, I should be getting more ice time. So, but, but how can I still support the team? You know, and don't take my negative things into the group, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's progression. Yeah. It's failure. It's how to deal with failure and to turn that into something positive. And that's what, how, we, how we should teach our children in every respect. At least that's what I believe in. And, uh, and that was my approach of that, uh, um, building that topic of the podcast. Obviously, with my professional background, uh, being a, you know, just a normal child, you know, uh, having fun and having a dream and then being able to um, reach that dream with a lot of failures in between. But now next generation, you know, we always talk about best teachers, best coaches, should be working with the youngest reality is there is no money working with the youngest and somebody has to make a living you know so i would love to work as a as a, as a coach i would love to work with the three four five year olds but i have to support a family of six and nobody wants to you know that's the reality you know nobody wants to pay for that kind of stuff it's only talk but the glory is up where the professionals are you know where the big contracts are signed where entertainment business is you know so, and that's the same in school system, you know, uh, what do we pay the kindergarten teachers that prepare our kids or the daycare people or elementary school people, really, you know, where's the glory in that instead of, oh, great job, thank you very much, taking of it, but people have to live too, you know, and it, it's something in where I can say, okay, when I was a sport director, I said, you know, the biggest investment of our club has to be in something that we might see in 10 years time. You know, we have to invest now and then we have to work with the people, with the kids and teach them. And, 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 and a lot of them is going to fail, are going to fail. And it's not important if they're going to all be professional um, yeah. hockey players. A few of them might have what it takes. So we have to set the surroundings for them to be able to succeed. But what about the 95% that never going to make it? We have to prepare them that they, when they leave us, when they're 18 um, and go for something else, they have big chest self-esteem they have they found friends for life you know they know what it takes they they can set their own goals they know how to how to work for this kind of stuff and not feeling them as oh i didn't make it you know i didn't make it as a pro i'm, I, I'm worth nothing and it happens all the time and that was my approach you know help teaching teachers mentors so they can work with their groups and get better and then tech, talking to people that have the same kind of mindset that went through all that and talk about their experiences that was one approach and the next approach for sure was i'm just a normal i'm just a normal guy in the middle of my life you know um facing big changes so how i'm gonna deal with all that um i see my friends in their midlife crisis you know 
um, in depression, in burnout, you know, people from, from sports, you know, a lot, you know, athletes that retire and they try to start something new, they lose their identity, don't know what the hell is going on and trying to find something. So what's the mental approach? I know my mental approach, it helps me quite a bit, but not everybody has the same, but I can help maybe people work on that um, to find a better way or help people that are struggling with talking to other people who go through the same things like everybody else, you know, but just because your picture is in the paper once in a while, or you, you're interviewed on TV, that doesn't mean that you know how life works. You know, you know what I mean? Everybody's the I same. Understand, I understand what you mean, but at the same time, you know, obviously before we, we spoke today, I uh, did my research as much as I could on your career. And, you know, frankly, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, how how far you managed to to come in your professional life as a as a hockey player, and I believe you spent was it twenty five years in Klagenfurt, was it? Uh, well, I, it's my hometown. That's that's where I grew up. I come from a I come from a sports family. My my dad was a hockey player already, um, semi professional back in the days, you know, sixties and and seventies or yeah, sixties and seventies mainly, and he he studied law um, uh, beside that, you know, and then he he. He started his career. That was normal back back in the days. He was uh, semi-professional, but he stayed in the business. And, and for the past 25 years, he has been uh, the, the president of the Austrian Hockey Federation. Um, so still working inside the hockey part-time beside his uh, regular profession. So I was growing up in that, in that sports family. I always saw both sides of the coin, pretty much. And that helped me a lot during my career just to... Um, not seeing everything black and white, you know, being on the sports part, you know, and, and, and then being on the other part, but, you know, kind of having two brains, you know, in my, in my head, that helped me quite a bit. Um, but uh, um, when I grew up and I was getting better, you know, through my, through my, through the achievements of my dad and the connections of my dad helping me, um, obviously I had a big advantage and also friends in my, in my uh, age that I grew up with and played hockey with, we had the chance to go to Russia and to go to Czechoslovakia back in the days when there was still the Iron Curtain and practice with those kids, you know, and, uh, and learn um, what it really takes and with what little they had and how hard they worked to reach something. That kind of, that kind of, there was key moments in my life, you know, I still have the smell in my, in my nose from, from the kids that were so much better and, and the surroundings in Moscow, for example, in the, in the, late 80s um, uh, where you know we had everything and we were so spoiled and and then you go there and you see those guys that are the first the first players that went to the NHL how they work what kind of equipment they had how they reuse stuff that we would, wouldn't even use you know with 14 15 so it, it was kind of okay both feet on the ground you know this is not important it's about you know the other stuff that is really important that kind of uh, gave me an, a, a, an, an identity and uh, and uh, when I had the chance, you know, um, I, I had I have some talent, you know, that's genetically predisposed, I would say, you know, yeah. for certain movements um, that obviously came from uh, from my parents. But the work ethic and all that kind of stuff and the support from the coaches I had uh, that kind of formed me and, and gave me that idea. I want to really do that. I'm good at that. And I want to show her, you know, um, how good I can possibly be. So I wanted to go, um, I was in that generation of the first Austrians that went abroad um, 
to Germany first, you know, and 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 then to uh, to Sweden and to North America and then back to. So we were laying the, the few of us, you know, we were kind of laying the ground that you know, okay, if they can do it, then we can do it. Now it's normal; everybody is doing it. And the next step was, you know, those first guys who are really successful in North America in the NHL with the multi-million dollar contracts that came from Austria. Before that, everybody thought that ah, it's not possible. It's, you know, it's only possible for Czechs, for Swedes, for Russians, but for little Austrians, no chance. Now we have those guys and now it's normal. Everybody's thinking about it. That's, that's kind of uh, the story that uh, you hear all the time. You know, the first guy who, who ran in the, the mile under four minutes or something like this, that there was Sir Roger Bannister. I think, you know, know. nobody could reach it. Once that guy reached it, you know, a couple months later, a couple weeks later, everybody was able to do it. Not everybody, but, you know, this kind of mental barrier. So I I feel that same. We were the first guys who went abroad and who kind of opened that path and and, and became really successful in, 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 in Europe. But, you know, for me, the definition of success, I didn't reach all my goals. I had that I had different goals, you know, in my, and that's what I learned throughout my career, you know, setting your goals. That was really important. I was I was really working towards that. But all the failures in between, all the mountains that I had to overcome, you know, I couldn't push away every mountain, every resistance, but I found the mental way to let go and to find a way around it. Sometimes it took me a different direction, and it turns out if I look back, you know, that that direction was better than what I initially thought my original way would have been. You know, I learned so much. I got to know people. You know, I, I had the highlights in my career that only happened because I didn't follow that path. You know what I mean? Just a mental approach, how to, um, uh, and that's a, a huge topic, I think, in, in your, in your uh, podcast or in, in your personal topic, maybe too. It definitely is. And actually, I wanted to follow up here because you said you learned to uh, work around some of these uh, some of these mental barriers and some of this resistance uh, and take a different path. How did you manage to do that? What was your method of, of being able to deal with this and work around it? Well, it's, it's not like somebody came to me and said, you know, kid, whenever you find resistance in your career, this is how you're going to deal with it. <laughs> it. It was more like... Uh, um, if you don't find a way to work around failure in that kind of profession where I was in that world, you're not going to make it. You know, you're one of those guys who falls out, you know, because you're not, you're not mentally strong enough, so to speak. And I grew up in that, in a hockey world where only the tough survive, you know, that's kind of the very male dominant, like I'm stronger, I'm tougher than you, you know, this kind of stuff. It all changed now. It's, it's still, you know, People changed, the business changes, hockey changes, but back in the days, it was more like never show any weakness, you know? Um, so you have, to, you have to grow a thick skin and you have to deal with stuff. And if you're lucky, you, have, you had someone who, who uh, helped you deal with the mental stuff. Nowadays, you know, this is, you know, professional hockey teams or athletes, they all have their, a lot of them have their mental coaches or psychologists, sports psychologists that help them work on techniques, how to overcome, how to focus and how to prepare. Um, we had to kind of do it um, all by ourselves. So it was more like uh, um, trial and, and error. Okay, that didn't work. So next time, this is not going to happen to me again. Um, I'm going to try it this way. And then by finding out that um, um, 
by letting from, from my, for myself, you know, you run against the wall, you really want something and then something happens that just prevents you from reaching that goal. You're so close and it, for some reason, damn it, you know, again and again, what are you going to do? You're going to try again to run, you know, to run against the wall with your head and break through. Or maybe there is a lock for that door, you know, you don't have to run through or you may maybe take a different, different exit and, and reach your goal anyways, you know, by taking a little detour. Um, and that was kind of my thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not meant to be. That was the initial thing. Maybe it's not meant to be. So I let go. And by letting go mentally, things opened up. That's you fascinating. That, that, is the, that is the letting go. Uh, you see, I'm finding one sort of common denominator in everything you, you mentioned uh, is this uh, resilience, uh, this sort of mental strength to, you know, you fall, you get up again. Uh, did, is that something that uh, you uh, developed with a great work, work ethic? I mean, I'm sure you did develop it, but was it, was it sort of always in you, this competitiveness and the need to, uh, you know, to become better or the best? Was that something you were born with or did you have to cultivate that a lot? No, you have to. Well, parts of it is in you, in your personality. But I believe that there's a lot of things you can, you can train. Um, and you can work if you really want to, but in what stuff do you really want to work? You know, for me, it's, 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 it's different. It's different areas. First of all, you really want to work in something that you enjoy. Yep. Um, and you just want to be better than the, than the next one, you know? Um, so that's, and you do it anyway, you know, you do it because you would do it anyways. You might as well do it, you know, for real. And that's, you know, the practice, you know, that, and I, if I look back, I just met somebody the other day on the bike, actually a father, a father of a former teammate of mine when I was young and he quit and he, he, you know, he quit with, I think 17 or 18. That was not for him, the professional way. So he had a career in something else, but I remember this, this, this father for many years and he goes, yeah, well, I hope uh, you find your way now with your profession, take care of your family. And he had to, you had to, um, uh, you didn't have a normal youth, you know, you had to focus so much that he didn't, you didn't have the joys of other kids growing up you know and i'm like no i told him i never felt that way you know i didn't do it because i choose not to go out drinking every saturday with you know 17 18 like other kids did for example or you know whatever it is you know it doesn't have to be the alcohol but you know what i'm the point you know the point yeah i did what i loved the most and that and that kind of uh didn't change when it became my profession with all the bad things that are around it but that that uh, um, resilience is uh, is something that uh, if if you want to be good at something, um, there is you know there is special in my profession. There are special guys in the world that are just better than everybody else because they are the whole package. They're unbelievably talented. They never get hurt. You know they're they're they, you know they 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 seem never get real injuries. You know maybe their their genetics are differently, but. They're, you know, they're talented, they work hard, they're smart, they were lucky, they have the right environment, and they're the superstars, you know, nobody can touch them. And I can really respect that because, you know, some guys are just better and they work their ass off, so I can totally respect that. Sometimes somebody is really successful by not working hard, being incredibly talented and having luck, but very seldom it's sustained. But the rest, and that's how I looked at myself, and I was quite successful successful um was that you know most of the the part was just plain 
work ethic and repetition and go and be prepared and focus. And, and there was this, this stuff was talent, you know, yeah. maybe there was a little more talent, you know, than, and, and some others might argue that oh, you have been, you know, you were so talented. I'm like, you know, I felt like I was this much talented compared to others, but I worked my ass off. I had to, I knew I was, you know, back in the days, the, the, um, uh, hockey players had to be six foot four, six foot three, and 220, 230 pounds to be successful. I'm that 5'10 guy with 180 pounds, you know. And when I started, I, I was like 160 pounds, you know. And I was told, you're too small, you know, you have to gain, you know, you have, you have to gain muscle and you have to be this and this and this. And, and I always thought that, you know, I'm going to show you guys, you know, I'm going to be, I have to be quicker, I have to be smarter, I have to be prepared, you know. That was kind of, I will show them now it changed a little bit, but, but anyway, it's the same point everywhere. You know, it's, it's this much work ethic and focus and, and this much, and you can reach a high level in everything. I think. Absolutely. I, I can really relate to that. Actually, it makes complete sense. Uh, for about 10 or 11 years from when I was a very small kid, five or six year old until uh, 16, I played tennis all day, every day. And I was at tournaments every weekend and I didn't go out and all I did was work uh all I did was train and I I really relate to what you're saying because I had zero talent I was shit I, I had no talent but I spent uh 10 hours more a week 20 hours more a week than people with the talent and eventually it started to pay off like after many many years I I did start to become good and then uh, I ripped my shoulder rotator cuff off like three times. So I had to stop playing tennis. Uh, so, I, I, so I understand also this, uh, you mentioned at the start, how some, some uh, of your friends, uh, pro athletes lose their identity later in life when they stop being a uh, full-time sports personality. Uh, yeah. How, how personally, I mean, I can see that you're, you're adjusting to, uh, you know, not being a pro hockey player yourself anymore really well because you're obviously, you're so obviously looking, to, reaching out to do other things, different things like this podcast. Uh, do you think it, do you think it's very important to, you know, have more than one thing in your life that, uh, that you should, that you should aim at? Because uh, some people don't, don't really seem to get that right a lot of the time. Well, um, that's, uh, well, that's, for me personally, it's like that um, because um, I was working so focused on, on, on one goal really for all my life, um, yeah. but I have so many interests, but I really focused on one thing and said, okay, you know, if I, if I want to be good at this and stay in this and build a career, I really have to focus because I'm not good enough to do three things at the same time. You know, yeah. I'm not, I, I, I don't think I can make it back in the in the time you know studying in university being a professional athlete and uh, having a family at the same time for example um that didn't work you know internet was was just developing um, that uh, learning over the internet like we do uh, right now for example a talk right now was not uh, as possible so i said okay i have to I, i'm good at this um i can make a living out of this it's fun um this is what i want to do so i, I focus 100 percent but um, the older I got, um, the, the closer I got to reaching that, uh, that uh, final goal, so to speak, um, the more I thought about, okay, what's, what's next? Uh, what am I really? And that was, the, that was the, um, the biggest thing. You know, if you take away all that glory, so to speak, 
you know, take away the sport, you know, take away being that guy with the, with the helmet on and the number 74 on the back. And that's, you know, that, that relates to the title of my podcast, 74 once more is really, I've always been this number 74 and I, I haven't, I've never been the person, you know, behind nobody cares, you know, who cares? You know, my friends care and my family cares, but the rest is just that public person, so to speak, or the guy with the helmet or the, the captain of the national team or blah, 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 all this, which is, which is great, you know, and it gave me, it made me to what I am, but you have to get to know yourself a little bit too. And, and don't think that you are something just because you reached that, because if you take that away and that's something that happens, you know, that that's the sports problem. It happens overnight. You know, you're too old, you're injured, you know, you're just not as good enough, you know, not good enough anymore. It's not like in music, for example, or in, in, in other arts where you can be an artist till you, you know, you can't hold the, you can't paint anymore because you can't see or, you know, you know what I mean? It happens overnight. And then suddenly you have to deal with stuff that, okay, what's, uh, you know, people don't recognize you anymore. People don't care nobody can get anything from you. So you suddenly you feel like, okay, you don't have so many friends after all, you know, and, and now you have to deal with that. And uh, um, the question was for me, okay, there is a possibility that I stay in that kind of business, which I did in the last couple of years. And I might still work in that business because I love it. It's, it's, it's what I'm good at. But at the same time, I want to be so open and, uh, and give me a chance to sit back and reflect and say, okay, is that really something that's, that, that, that should be my life, all my life? Or is there something else? Is there another passion that I can develop just like I did when I was, when I was young and uh, start over again? And of course, there's a lot of risk in you know, starting that with a 40 something and with, with a family. Um, and that's where I come and say, okay, I refuse to be scared. I refuse to to say it's not possible because it happens every day and people who made it are laughing about those who are scared or not laughing, but you know, there's different ways. Um, and that's what I want, what I find out. Uh, that's what I want to find. And that's why I started this podcast. You know, everybody in my, in my uh, environment or pretty much everybody goes like, okay, what in God's name are you doing? <laughs> podcast? How are you going to make money with it? You know, um, in English, you know, you don't even speak English, you know, you, know, you don't like, well, you speak there's, English, great, but, yeah. there's so many, there's so many reasons that things might potentially not uh, work out the way. But I said, you know, I don't care. It doesn't matter if anybody sees me uh, or listens to my first podcast, you know, you're mumbling and nothing is right. Really. And like, okay, oh my God, I hopefully, I hope nobody ever sees this kind of video. It doesn't matter, you know, because it helped me already a great deal. You know, those past couple of weeks, you know, I learned so much in, 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 in an area that I didn't have any experience, you know. So I won already and it doesn't matter which way this turns out. It might turn out to be everything I was hoping for, but it might be that I exactly know what I don't want, you know, in the future. And, you know, and I got to know you and, and so many other guys that, that, that helped me broaden my horizon. And that's the kind of approach I have in everything. I think it's amazing how, uh, how many opportunities open up to you as a person. If you, if you expose yourself to a little bit of discomfort and do something uh, that maybe other people wouldn't do. Like you mentioned, your friends say, why are you doing a podcast? You go and do it and then you open yourself to all these new experiences and potential for 
for growth, which just doesn't happen to you if you're passive and you stay at home and you stay safe all the time. You know, Tom, that's, 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 uh, um, I, I was trying, I was forcing myself to take, to, to, um, take challenges. Yes. Even when I was, when I was, uh, um, when I was a player still, uh, and not only uh, um, uh, in regards of, of uh, the sports world, but also outside, because my approach was, um, you know what, if I never try it, I never know. I might, I might, it might have been unbelievable. I might have been really good at it. And if I try it myself, at least I know, you know, how it feels. And then I can, and, and, and that's why, for example, I ripped a great contract, uh, a three-year contract as a professional player here in Europe to go overseas to the United States and, and play for nothing, really, just because of the experience. You know what? I, I'm sick and tired of hearing all those glorified stories from overseas. Oh, so great this, so great that, and all this blah, blah, blah bullshit. Um, excuse my language. No, <laughs> but, that's fine. But you know what? I want to see for myself. I want to show I'm, I'm up for the challenge. And if it doesn't work out, at least I've done it myself. And I know, and it's worth so much more than money. This is, this is who I am, you know, or, or the approach of being the decider in a game, for example, you know, where when things get rough or tough, or when it, when it, when a push comes to shove, it's about winning or losing at the end of the season, for example, you know, you work so hard all the year in a group and then, it comes down to one minute, for example, or that one penalty shot that might decide in overtime, you know? Yeah. And then you look around and then you see guys hiding, guys hiding behind the bench. Oh, coach, please don't look at me. You know, it's like in soccer, you know, that yeah. for that, that free kick or, you know, whatever it is at the end, there's not so many guys who are up to the challenge, but I always like, okay, what's the worst case? What is worst case scenario, you know, for me? You know, for me, everything I had to work on, everything gets quiet and slow. I don't hear the, the crowd anymore. I'm confident in myself because I practice this hundreds and thousands of times. It's no different than in practice, except for, you know, the nerves or, you know, the people around you and, and the importance of the situation. It's not important. It's not like your, your, your first child is born, you know, or, you know, it's, it's just a moment in your life, you know. And I want to decide this for myself because the outcome of this situation is going to influence my life. So I want to be in charge of it. You know, if I fail, I know that I failed and this is fine. And if I succeed, I did it for me and for the group. I'm not going to watch somebody else letting decide over my destiny. You know what I mean? This kind of approach. I understand. And, and I, I screwed up many times, you know, but, and it didn't feel great. You know, to be honest, it did not feel great. But you know what? I did succeed many times too. And that is, you know, that, and, and having this feeling of experience, you know, all right, oh, that was, I, I probably shouldn't have done this. You know, that was not the smartest. Well, there's obviously there's different things where you, maybe you should not be trying that after all, you know, talk about other things like drugs, for example, as, an, <laughs> as a, a, you know, that's maybe something that, you know, it's not worth trying, yeah. but but, you know, you, you know uh, the point I'm making is, you know, is I wanted to have this experience for myself all the time. And that's, that's how I grow. And that's how I see everything, you know, now, you know. And that's wh when it comes to failure, you know. Failure, you know, what is failure? You, there is a chance to change something in your life and to experience something and you're prepared for the next time. You know, I, that was I my... Think, yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, I think that that's something that uh, a lot of people don't get really that you hear the word failure and you just associate it with just the immediate negative effect and not the possibility to, to grow, uh, which is something that I've been, you know, struggling with myself most, uh, a lot of my life. You know, like you mentioned, you know, that you, you get up again. I was just afraid that I'd fail, so I didn't try. And I've been trying to change that recently. The podcast is one of the best ways I could do it because that's another interesting thing you mentioned. You said that you say it might sound egotistical that you're sort of doing the podcast for yourself in a way. Is that the right way of putting it? Like, yes. It's the same way for me. I think, I think there's nothing wrong with uh, starting with yourself and then helping others as a result of something that you want in the first place. I, I don't think that that's... I totally, I totally agree. I, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be, you know, sitting here and saying, "Hey, people, listen to me. I know how everything works." You know, yeah. um, I have my kind of experience. You know, but even as a, as a, as being the boss of other people, you know, I, what I want to do is, I know what I can do, what I, what I'm good at, but I want to hear how he thinks, how he thinks, how he thinks, because I might be wrong after all. There's different versions of truth, you know? It's not black and white most of the time. It's something in between. And you find to, to you know, you find, you learn, and, and then you try to find the common denominator, you know? You have to compromise in so many ways and then make a, and make a decision based on, on, on the facts and, the, and the, the point of views of, of people you trust or you value their opinions. So... That's why I mean by I'm doing this for myself because I want to learn. And I know there is a lot of people, people I want to attract are the people that think alike, like me, you know, that, that know that they know nothing and they want to learn. So it's also for them, you know, to get to become better leaders and to grow in uh, whatever they want to do. And, and, and coming to what I wanted, uh, wanted to talk about uh, um, uh, before in the last, the last question was really, I was listening to... I was listening to interviews of Jesse Itzler, if you're familiar with that that, that name. Well, I'm, a big, I'm not sorry. Well, a big name, a big name uh, overseas, a really, really successful business person. Okay. Really cool guy, you know. Comes from uh, from from a music background and rapping as a white guy, um, and then uh, um, grounder of Marquee, I think Marquee Jets or something. That's like a hugely successful um, uh, um, uh, private jet company. Wow. And his wife is hugely successful. She's the owner or the inventor of Spanx, that, that kind of, uh, like, they have more money they can spend, but live a life like, like normal guys. And he goes like, okay, what's, what I really want to do in my life is like build a life resume. And I'm not waiting for something to happen in my life. I have this goal and create my own experience. If I really want to do something, um, I plan for it, you know, I want to climb that mountain, I want to learn how to do this, I want to learn, I want to get to know this person, that person, instead of being afraid, and, and this kind of mentality, I, I think it's awesome, that would be a guy I would love to meet, and because I really, I really love that, you know, take away the fear of, and that, that's, that's what I was interested in, 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 in what this uh, Dan Pena had to say so much, you know, that was, that was what attracted me to this course in the first place was the story of uh, Brian Rose, for example, changing his career midlife, being successful in something that didn't fulfill him anymore, and then changing something and starting with scratch, you know, and, and then this kind of story, I could really relate to that. 
And then starting to follow that uh, and what this other guy with this Dan Pena said, who represented so much of what I do not like very much, you know, don't see myself in, but there's a lot of truth to what he's, to what he's saying. If you lose the fear of what other people might think and talk about you, then everything becomes, you know, limitless, really. Yeah. And there's so much, we're so caught in uh, what this guy might say, what he, she might think, you know, instead of, you know what, doesn't matter, you know. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I actually, my, my uh, journey that eventually led me to uh, this podcast and the London Real Academy is Dan Pena. I was listening to his interview with Brian Rose. Uh, and much like you say, I, I found it very difficult to sort of deal with the guy. Like I thought, oh my God, this is, he's, he's, he's an evil mastermind of some sort. You know what I mean? He's a scary guy. But yeah, there is so much truth in what he says. And that, that point that you mentioned about not caring what other people think uh, is absolutely true. But it's, it's sort of a bit paradoxical because on the one hand, as you rightly say, uh, you need to listen to what other people are saying for some sort of feedback. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it has to be just what you, you think. You have to believe in what, what you set out to do. So it's like it's striking this balance between listening to other people, but then going your own way anyway. I, I find that fascinating. And, and what... Intuitive. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, and what, what is really important, what I really believe in, and, and I was stuck in that, in that rabbit hole myself, is that, okay, if you want to... You're dreaming, dreaming about something. You feel that, you know, you have to change something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, tendencies are that people want to... A lot of people are feeling good by pushing other people down because it makes themselves feel better or not think about in what kind of shitty situation they are themselves, yeah. you know? And, and so you're getting pushed down by your environment a lot of times. Um, mm. But if you want to break out of something, um, I really believe you have to identify what actually, who are the energy vampires? You know, who are the people that, that um, they love you or they like you but anyway, in, in there, you know, they're not so dissatisfied with that you are not as good as they are in something or you're not succeeding in what, because if you would succeed, you know, it would make, make you know, they would have to realize that, you know what, I, I'm not that good after, you know what, I, you know what I mean? I understand so what you're saying. If you free yourself from that kind of, if you identify um, who's holding you back, you know, um, then you have to set the environment for you to be successful. And just by surrounding you with people that live the way or think the way uh, that you would like to think you know you you admire people that that come into a room and everybody's turning you know they have that smile on their face it feels like nothing can harm them you know and and you have this natural confidence in them that's inspiring and they talk about stuff with great passion and 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 you know those are people you want to surround yourself to that want to do something and change something in their life because i really think that there is laws in nature that, you know, good things attract or mindsets attract each other. And whatever you're sending out, it's going to come back. And that was something that I used all my life too, is something shitty happens in my life. Um, there's reasons, you know, you have to reflect why this happens. What was your own? What were your own mistakes? What could you have influenced? What were the wrong decisions? And, uh, and draw conclusions out of that. But that's it. In that second, that what happened, it doesn't matter. It's only what happens in this second, in the moment, and what happens next. 
I don't even think twice about that stuff. What you know, and so many, and 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 so many, and I have discussions with my wife about that all the time. Oh, we should have, and why didn't, and blah blah blah, and all this kind of stuff. It drives me nuts because it doesn't matter why it happened anyway. Most important is how we deal with it today, and what's the next step. And that kind of helped me. I don't let you know, don't let negative my negative thoughts ever influence. You know, you sit, you lie in bed at night, and. Uh, you might think about your kids and, and, and uh, what if they have an accident on the way to school and this kind of stuff. As soon as thoughts like this um, regarding me personally or some other people come into my head, in that second, I block them and kick them out. And that's like literally like seeing myself taking that, that thought and then kicking it like a ball. See you later. You're not, you're not in here anymore. And that's gone. You know, that's not in my mindset because I really believe everything comes back, you know, and success, you know, is drawn. And, and, and that's also something that successful people say, you know, and it just reinforced. It's not that something that I learned in the last couple of weeks. It seems to be people that are successful in different ways have different kind of mindsets. There is, and, and you might talk about this, Dan Pena, who has many things about him that you're probably like, oh my God, um, you know, but then there is many things like, I I want to have this guy right next to me when I build something because there's so much truth behind it. It's uncomfortable, but it's, there's so much truth, you know, um, many things in many things in common. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. Uh, having him behind me when I, when I, I actually, I've recently done that as a mental exercise. Every time I felt like stop stopping work on my podcast for the day, I imagined he was standing behind me and uh, giving me, Giving me a talking to the way more, I mean, more, yeah. more, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, with all, with all this, uh, with all the rude words that he that he frequently likes to use, but yeah, like uh, it's necessary. You have to drive yourself through some discomfort. Uh, which brings me to my next point. Uh, you've become a, you, you become an extremely successful hockey player over your career. Did you always know you were going to be a hockey player, or were there other things that you wanted to explore as a, as a child? no that was my biggest passion i wanted that it, it grew you know it grew over the years that that that's something i want to do and uh, it, it's not like everybody supported me in that way you know i told you about my dad coming from that business but it was not like that pushy dad watching every practice and 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 seeing you know you have to do this 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 it was never like that you know it was never i was i was by myself um i was supported yes but I had to do everything um, by myself and fight against that, you know, oh, he's the son of, you know, of course he gets that because, you know, he's, he's got his dad, you know, so you have to overcome, you have, you have to work twice as hard anyways, you know, to get that respect that you did it because of your own efforts, you know? So um, that dream, um, or for me, that was, that was reality even, you know, long before it uh, actually became an, a reality that I wanted to do that. That's cool. So it's, I, I always admire it when people are so single-minded right from, right from the start, because for me personally, uh, I only just discovered two weeks ago what I wanted to do with my life. And it's this podcasting thing, you know, like I did lots of stuff before and I even did it very well. I went to university, got a degree, quite a few things, but never found it. So I, I always admire when someone uh, straight away knows that's what's going to be me. I'm going to be a hockey player. I'm going to be great at it. Well, and that's, isn't that lucky, you know, and if you have, so I was really fortunate in my life, but 
obviously, you know, you have to work your ass off, you know. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you know, you can have as many dreams as you want, you know. It, it doesn't happen overnight and it, it, it doesn't just come to you, you know. So it doesn't, but just to have this kind of, and, and if I could help somebody else develop that, find that, you know. Yeah. For me, you know, when I, was, when I was playing on a team, my personal success um, was never important, you know, in the first place. I knew that if this guy is the best that he can be and this guy and this guy and this guy, then my personal success will come as a result because I can contribute with my, with my um, uh, specialities where I'm good at, but I need this, I need this, I need this. So I cared more for the other guys than I cared for myself. I see. And that got, you know, it's not the best way of being successful in, in, in the real world because, you know, in the real world, it seems like most of the guys who are super successful, they have their ways of, you know, yeah. taking advantage of weaknesses of others or, you know, looking for themselves in the first place. Well, and I said, I'm for myself, you know, if that should be the case, that's not the world I want to live in. I don't care. Then success is not the ultimate goal for me because I want to feel good about myself. I don't want to know that, that I went over that bodies to reach that or reach that, you know, of course, you have to be tough at times and this, I understand that, but it's a clear decision, you know, and nobody can tell me uh, if you want to be successful, you have to be like that. I don't think that's true. You know, it's a decision you have to make. This is the person I want to be. This is what I want to, you know, this is the, the kind of environment I want to live in. If it changes or not, you know, and, and I, I got defeated quite a few times, big time, what I'm, uh, you know, I had to deal with because of being, too nice, you know, um, but I don't care. I don't want to change. You know, I thought about it many times. You know what? I have to change, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to change, but seeing somebody else succeed gives me personally more joy. Um, and, you know, seeing that, you know, if I watch TV, for example, and I see some competitions or people doing whatever they're trying, and then you know that they're working, they have been working so hard to reach, they have been struggling and then they reach that goal, you know, it's, 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 it's like I was there, I, I'm there, it gives me chills, you know, even, even now, like, wow, that's the best feeling in the world. I'm so happy for this person. You know? yeah, that, is, yeah. that is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I also wonder, uh, you know, when you were, when you were coming up as a, as a, as a hockey player, did you already know in your mind, like, for instance, one day I'm going to be the captain of the national team or, did you set small, tiny goals and eventually you, you became the man right at the top, you know, for instance, the captain of the team? Or did you, how, how did you go about your goal setting? How did you, how did you be? Um, I was, I think it was quite naive in many ways. Many things, if I look back now, how many things, how, how stations in my career developed or um, um, I was quite naive in the approach. All I did every day was, you know, I want to be better than yesterday. I want to be prepared. I'm going to show how good I am, uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, I want to be successful and I want to win the next game. For example, I'm playing in the world championships uh, um, against, against my idols, for example, or Olympic games, meeting my, meeting my idols in the Olympic village in, in, in all different, you know, the, the approach was every time this, there was not a strategic plan. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be this and I'm going to be this. Um, it just happened. I had the big goal at the end. Yes. 
but the rest kind of kind of happened. It would have it would have helped me a lot for sure if I had this kind of mentors next to me that kind of uh, took care of the other stuff. And that's where I'm that's where I'm at right now. You know, you have this person who's who's really passionate and has a talent, is working hard, and you can help him guide, you know, to help to guide him through the rough waters, you know, education at the side, you know, mentoring, career planning, um, just helping in, in, in everyday stuff and seeing that, you know, he can focus and learn and develop his personality on the way. Um, that's something that's missing big time uh, everywhere, not only in sports, you know, um, and that's what I can, what, what I'm trying to build the business around too at the moment. This is where the podcast also comes, comes in only as a part of my future, uh, my future business um, is helping others, you know, guide, get guided, guidance through that, that way where my dad was guiding me, obviously my parents were guiding me or helping me, but then there comes elements on the way where you need external expertise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you when you say uh, you want to start a business of guiding other people, does this relate specifically to hockey or more no. life skill? Okay. No, so, uh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It, it, well, if I if I wanna if I wanna create a better a better future for my kids, and that's that, that's the approach I come back to all the time. You know, um, um, when I was when I was responsible for uh, managing a club from the beginners to the professional teams. My approach was always, okay, would I, as a father, want to put my kids in that environment to spend 20 hours a week with our club? Who are the coaches? What's the language that is used? What are the manners? What, what, we, what, what, when, you know, what kind of moral or ethics are we going to teach or not teach, but you know, present? You know, so so people know that it's not accepted. This is the way we are. This is the way we think. You know, we don't bully. We don't push others around. You know, we get respect by give respect. You know, that's the world I grew up and that's what I want to live in. And that was my approach in everything. So starting this kind of educational thing, really more education for me than for anybody else, but but um, is the same approach. Um, what can I do to make a better world for my kids to grow up? And that's okay. I want to help other teachers, leaders, coaches in every respect learn and grow because they're going to go back and hopefully learn from that conversations that we have right now. Like I'm learning from you and, and hopefully you get some, some, some insight in my thoughts oh, as well. And somebody else might be listening to this and, and rethink his approach. Hey, that's really good. So he goes back working with these people, might be a business, might be professionals, might be kids. And, and starts rethinking or Googling something and, and getting better. And that's what's going to help my kids ultimately. You know, that's the egoistic approach again. Somebody might get in touch with my kids later on and help them reach their goals or help them develop. And they're smarter than they have been before. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, I think that's an amazing goal to go for. Uh, I wanted to ask one thing. Uh, when we keep talking about success in various forms, has a has your definition of what success is changed over time? Like, uh, has that developed somehow or is it, is it pretty much the same? No, 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 no. It, it changed. It's changed a lot. Well, actually, if you talk about success, I don't know how many people really think about what is success. You know, um, usually if it, you know somebody's successful, oh, he's number one yeah. in something. 
it's most most of it it's it's, it's in sports you know uh, first place you know uh, second place first loser you know nobody cares about second place or third place you know um and that's the truth you know and, you know it it, and and and, uh, and uh, if you think about success you should have your own definition of success is it successful in regards of what society thinks is is regarded as being a success or uh, what do you really want to reach with with uh, with that you know if you talk about sports and 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 trying to help you know running a youth program for example mm-hmm. where where it's just recreational sports or competitive sports and somebody might you know be good enough to turn into professional you know there's different programs so there's different success stories at the end you know success here might not be success uh, here it has different aspects the most important uh, thing for me was really that um, um, success, yes, but not at all costs. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, I think so. Could you expand on it a little bit, though? Maybe. Well, for me, there's 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 different, and I might I might be totally wrong. It just it just works for me. You know, I was obviously I had to be very competitive to be successful in the, in that kind of environment of professional sports, or uh, so there, but. I was really competitive in that regard. I can play a chess game or I can play a soccer game or, or pond hockey or tennis, whatever, and I don't have to win every time. You know, mm-hmm. It's more about the fun and, and of course you want to win, but if that means that I have to show, let's say I, could, I can lose on purpose. I have no problem with that. If that makes the other guy, other person feel better about themselves, you know, he really wants to beat me because I'm a professional athlete, blah, blah. I'm supposed to be good at everything. You know, I can lose the tennis game. I can lose the, the, the soccer game. I can lose the pond hockey game. It doesn't matter. Somebody else is happy. I had fun. I don't have to do it. There's other people that, you know, in my, in my world that can't lose anything. You know, everything has to be about competition, competition, and who's winner at the end. I think really conf- real confidence and, and, and uh, self-consciousness, you know, it comes from knowing what you're good at and being confident in what you're good at. You don't have to show it all the time and prove it every single second of the day, you know, yeah. um, letting other people feel good about themselves. You know, respect comes from giving respect. And I think a lot of people overcompensate by showing off whatever they can do. You know, it's, it's, it's usually the biggest, the biggest star. Well, in my business, the biggest stars in the business, the world stars, you know, I was just a little fish in the pond, but the huge guys, you know, if you meet them in person, they're the most kindest and normal persons that you can ever, you know, you can imagine just normal people. They know they have their game face. They know how to act. They know how to do their business side of it. But when the red light goes off, you know, then, they know where they came from. They know what is really important. And it's not the money. It's not the Twitter. It's not the Instagram and this kind of stuff. It's usually other people that, that uh, have to compensate for something. And I, maybe I shouldn't generalize, but a lot of times from experience, it's like that people that are like, oh, I'm so good, you know, and, and you know, they have low self-esteem and they have to overcompensate for something else. Definitely. Uh, that brings me to a point. Uh, I don't know. Are you aware of uh, Professor Jordan Peterson? You know who I'm talking about? No, I'm sorry, I'm not. No, 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 that's fine. He, he's a Canadian uh, professor and psychologist uh, who's recently become sort of a global superstar in coaching to some extent. 
I think I read about this guy just a couple of weeks. He's very controversial yeah. at the moment, he, right? Yeah. He's, he's considered to be very controversial. But when you listen yes. to him, he, he makes a lot of sense. Although he, you know, he's out there. He's really smart, but he's a bit weird, but <laughs> has, has a lot of good things to say. And uh, he was actually speaking specifically or, or giving a specific example of a hockey game uh, as, a, as, a, as an analogy for success in life. And he was saying that the truly successful people don't win at one game, but they win the sum of all games. So they were saying if you have a hockey player and, and you have one guy that's really good, but he never passes to his teammates and, and he's negative, no one's going to want to play with him. And even though he's really good as an individual, the group will never accept him. Does that make sense? Would you agree? Oh, I, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Yeah. It's... Um, well, there's a, different, there's a different saying that's that's right. It's an old saying, like... Um, the battle is lost, but the war is not, or something like this, you know, the war is not over, or is it, this goes yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah. Go I know on. it in German, I know it in German, but not in English, but it's, you know, I, you might lose a battle. Yeah. Won the battle, but lost the war. That's it. Yes. That's it. Or, or vice versa, something, something like yeah. this, you know, yeah. it's, it's uh, um, usually the defeat um, brings you one step closer to victory at the, at the end, because it makes you smarter, it makes you you be better prepared next time. You have to do your homework, and 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 then at the end, it's a sum of everything. Where you where you you know, it's like stock investing. You know, too. You have to look at it. You know, you know, during a certain period of time. You know, there's the ups, there's the downs. Hopefully, more ups than downs. But at the end, it's the average return. You know, and if it's you know, then you know if it's successful or not. You know, but not on any certain. You know. Yeah. No, that's a really good analogy, actually, the stock investing. Because yeah, if you. If you look at one point in time, you might you might think you're you're, you're a failure, but uh, actually in the long run, you're absolutely not. That's a, and, 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 and this Mr. Peterson, when he was talking about the hockey and the hockey team and the hockey stuff, it's 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 really true for me. A hockey team, well, that's the team sport I know the best, obviously. But I know there's it's a very raw sport in a, in in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, rugby might be it, that way, or Australian football might be, or or handball, for example. Um, not so much soccer. There's other other things uh, involved in that game for some reason. Yeah. Um, but the hockey, it's it's that group of guys, you know, together, really raw. It's a lot of aggression, controlled aggression. It looks, it look, but there's a lot of respect. There's huge respect, or should be anyway. There's rules that are not in the rule book. That stuff, how you should behave, how you get respect in the business or in the game, and how you lose everything in a second for example, that is totally not accepted from opponents that hate their guts, you know, because you go on the field and somebody is going to hurt you if you, you know, not, not meaning to hurt you physically, but it, it happens, but he wants to, he wants to win against you. Yeah. And he, he uses this, you know, there's a lot of physical contact and this kind of stuff. And that makes it fun. It's for, you know, it's for girls too, you know, they play tough too, but guys are a little bit, a little bit different. Um, but there are certain things you not you, that are not accepted. You know, um, um, uh, embellishing, for example, uh, uh, jumping. You know, um, getting a hook, for example, and then letting yourself go, like like they do in soccer, for example. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's many things that are not accepted. And in the group, um, there is guys that are super successful sometimes who are real, not the nicest guys, so to speak. Right. Don't behave well in the group. You know, but because they're so good. They're so talented. They are successful up to a certain point. But in that second where those guys don't deliver the result, 
they get dropped like a hot like a hot stone because nobody wants to be have the bad apple in the group at the end it's about human relations you know you're building something together everybody should you know it's it's an it's a competitive environment but everybody pushing and helping and supporting each other a little bit like in our group here you know with the with the podcast it's it's the same everywhere if you don't want to have idiots in your group and have to deal with people that you don't like to be around with all the time and that's the same in the same in sports you know and guys who are not following the rules you know not respecting the opponents who do stuff on purpose to hurt somebody or to win by cheating if you do that you're done you're done you have that reputation in the business people are not touching you you can have all the other faults you know personal and people are going to try to pick you up and help you but and that's what i don't get with uh, with uh, uh, and, and it reflects society in a way how it maybe um, you can you know society can learn a lot a good deal about those competitive aggressive sports you know um, how to be work together in a group or work towards goals but what's really interesting for me is you know one of the biggest sports and I love soccer and I know a lot of soccer players for example are really bright guys great athletes I have great respect for them but at the same time I don't understand things like for example that you know somebody is reaching the end that's how you call it in english uh, the the zone where um, the 11 meters before or the 17 meters i think it's 17 oh, meters the box, yeah. i think the box the yes football, yeah the yeah 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 and somebody's trying to tackle or to save the situation a defender let's say and it's hardly it's not even touching anybody but they everybody's falling and waiting for yeah. the whistle from the referee mm-hmm. what in god's name you know and then you know and somebody might get the call this is it the penalty kick and then the commentator on tv goes well done you know he made the referee to call that you know yeah he was cheating for god for christ's sake how can you respect that how can that be respected and that's that's a reflection i think of a little bit of or is it a reflection of society what is accepted is cheating accepted the guy should be standing up and saying hey no he didn't touch me that's a wrong call that would be the right thing in other sports like in, in, it happens in hockey. It happens in other really tough sports. You know, guys get hurt. Guys are bleeding. No, I'm not winning that way. No, I'm not doing it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's actually sort of my beef with football. And so I'm definitely not going to win any fans <laughs> on this because mm-hmm. football is so prominent. But like, I, I don't like how uh, falling and getting, getting uh, your opponent to or making the ref call a foul on your opponent uh, as as a, as a way of winning the game it happens so much in football, and I, I I don't enjoy it. That's why I actually much more enjoy watching ice hockey. But I'm Czech, you see, I'm originally Czech, so it would make a lot more sense for me. I was I was I was uh, trying to figure out you know your name where it where it comes from. I have Czech roots myself. Oh, yeah, cool. part of yeah, my well, family. Yeah. It's actually yeah because it's actually originally a German name, uh, Kreutzel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is cross, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then it became then it became a Czech one. So yeah. But uh, yeah, I I wonder actually because you mentioned uh, sports being a reflection of society. Obviously, you, you you do get a lot of cheating in society, and football is probably the most popular sport in in, in Europe. Whether watching football every week and seeing the cheating sort of subconsciously makes you think it's all right to do that in real life. I, pure conjecture. I don't know if that's the case, but it would it would make sense to a point. Well, you know, obviously, you shouldn't you shouldn't generalize. You know, there is there is 
you know, a lot of great athletes and, and great attitudes in that, in that it's a great sport, you know, um, don't get me wrong, but it's just that, you know, it, it, it's something that's quite common in that particular sport. Um, and it's accepted where in other sports, it's not accepted and, and, and deemed as something that's lack of respect or no, that's not, or just cheating, for example. And that's quite interesting, uh, but it's the major sport in the world, I guess, you know, that, that yeah. uh, kind of sport, or maybe cricket is, you know, or yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure about it's the right numbers. Yeah, it's right up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think anyway that, that sports is a reflection um, of society in, in uh, many ways. Um, and uh, that's why I think it's really good to, um, to bring as many kids as possible to find their passions and in uh, sorry, sports just, as well as in other this building a lot of yeah you're losing me yeah no? right. I can hear you again now fine yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think that sports is a is a way of uh, um, teaching um, for life in many aspects yeah you get so many you get so much so many nice core values like you know discipline and, and, and teamwork and honesty, yeah, it's a, it's a great analogy for life. Uh, I wanted to also ask you, your role models, who, who would you consider to be your biggest role models? Uh, why, why them? That's a, Do you have specific role models that are most prominent? Uh, not really. You know, there's uh, I never... Well, I had professionally, I had some, I had some players that... Uh, um, I really liked because of the way they played, because of the style they played, because of the position they played that, that kind of was similar to um, how I saw myself, how I was used to where I had, where I had my strength. And, uh, and, uh, and I wanted to be, I tried to learn from them how they played certain situations in the technical way, yeah. because they were the same size as me or the same right-handed shot or, or had the kind of same, same uh, background. Um, so I was looking to have role models in that regard because uh, everything else, I, you know, Eric Lindros, for example, a big name in my time, would have been the wrong, the wrong role model, you know, 6'5 and 240. Um, and, you know, why would you want to be like him, you know? I could never be like, like, like him. But in all other res re regards, um, a role model for me, you know, it can be a role model in a certain way. Like, like I said, like professionally in the ice hockey. I don't know if that person is a good person or if his values, you know, are like in life, if he, if I would like to go for a coffee and talk with him, that would be, he could be a good friend, for example. Um, it could be a role model, you know, somebody, um, a friend of mine who, who has a great relationship with this, with his kids and his parents, you know, and, and, and has a, a functional marriage, you know, for 40, 50 years, that's a role model in that, that regard, you know? So I try to find, to find role models and they change over time, you know, um, especially, you know, if I'm thinking about um, uh, building this kind of profession or in that more, I'm looking for people who are doing that and who I think doing it in a great way with the right motives. And those could be the role models uh, um, for some time, you know, but it's not a general, that's the, because I don't know him enough. I could say Arnold Schwarzenegger is the, is the role model. He's the Austrian guy who, who went to the top, you know, um, from from a little little guy in Graz, in, 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 and he's still not speaking good English, or maybe it's just his case. His, he's just his selling, you know, he's selling himself like this. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But what do I know about this person? You know, is that really a role model for me? It might be, 
it might be everything I, I don't like after all. Makes sense. Dieter, we've been, we've been uh, on the line for a while. I wonder if we could finish up on uh, one more question before I let you go. <laughs> Basically, uh, I want to ask, because I think this is really important to, uh, you know, there will be young guys listening to this podcast. Do you have one, uh, one sort of uh, habit, one routine that you do in the morning that sets you up for a successful day? Well, I had when I was when I was uh, um, an athlete, mm -hmm. or in that in that part, because everything was so reduced to physicality. Um, you know how I prepared. I had to be mentally and physically ready at a certain point to perform the skills that I practiced before. So it was a lot about being preparing your body or being conscious about what you eat, how you sleep, and all this kind of stuff. Um, for the other part, the, the, the part of life that I'm exploring uh, right now, I don't really have those, those habits other than, other than, you know, thinking about the stuff that I, that I want to reach and not letting negative thoughts dominate. You know, looking at the moment, um, accept, accepting everything that happens to you because there's a reason. I don't, and I don't mean it in an esoteric way. You know, there might be a reason, you know, it might be, destiny whatever i don't know yeah. but there's for sure a reason it might be your own fault and most of the times it probably is so learn how to reflect ask the right questions and then stop thinking about it live in the moment and then only think about what's the next step going to be and uh, especially for young especially for young people um, i think it's really important to set goals i think that's a, that's a really that's a key element if you don't have goals, you know, where are you going to go? It doesn't matter which road you take. It's going to take you nowhere anyway. Set a goal. So finding that goal is key. And that's where mentors and teachers and coaches and parents maybe come in. Like, okay, help the young child or the kid, the, 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 the young adult to find goals. And then, and that they should be, they should be learning this in school, you know, set goals and set milestones and then work towards it. And that's the direction, that's all the direction you need, you know, a little success after little success, failure, failure, little success, but following that road, that's the only way to get out of anything or reach, uh, reach anything. And that comes from sports too. If you don't have that plan, how to practice, how to progress, how to get strong or how to get faster, how to have more stamina, whatever, you know, you're not gonna go anywhere, anywhere. So, and it all translates into life and especially for young, People, I think finding that goal, um, whatever that goal might be, that's the anchor that you have, you know, find that goal and then start and don't let anybody hold you back. It's easy, it's easy said. I know a lot of people are struggling with it, um, but it's, it's not hard to make a conscious decision. You know, yeah. um, if you need, if you really need help, um, you should be aware that there is a lot of help and people are willing uh, to help. And if that means, you know, don't say yes to your friends that hold you back or that don't make you feel at ease. Why would you be want to be with somebody who makes you feel bad all the time? You know, usually it's those people, especially with kids that want to keep the other ones around that make them feel better. Maybe they are more eloquent than others. Maybe they're bigger, they're stronger and they give everybody else, you know, they make everybody else feel shit. They have their disciples around them kind of, you know, yeah. why would you fall? You know, they don't make you feel good. But that's kind of, of course, it's kind of hard. You have to recognize um, 
that kind of stuff. So I don't have I don't have the the key, but it's it helped me in a way. You know that goal setting. I think that's that's uh, step one. Yeah. I think that's great advice, Dieter, and also a brilliant place to finish. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I'm sure that'll be great advice for people. Thank you very much, Tom, for having me. And I wish uh, lots of success and lots of people should be listening to you. And it's a great topic and uh, good luck. Thank you, Dieter. See you later. Bye for now. Bye-bye. And there we have it. Brilliant episode. Dieter, thanks for coming on. I do appreciate it very much indeed. Great conversation. So once again, 74 Once More is the name of Dieter's podcast. Please go check it out. A lot of worthwhile stuff happening there. Uh, for those of you that want to share a comment, a thought, a feeling, anything at all, uh, please write in at manbasepodcast at gmail.com. You can also check me out at Patreon. Uh, type in manbase and you'll find me in no time at all. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all for today. Have a lovely day. Till next time.